Welcome to the Cyber Rants Podcast, where we're all about sharing the forbidden secrets and slightly embellished truths about corporate cybersecurity programs. We're ranting, raving, and telling you the stuff that nobody talks about on their fancy website and trade show giveaways, all to help you protect your company from cyber criminals. And now, here's your hosts, Michael Rotondo, Zach Fuller, and Lauro Chavez. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cyber Rants podcast. This is our very first episode of the podcast to go right along with the book that you know and love. And if you don't know it and love it yet, you will. This is your co-host, Zach Fuller, joined by Laro Chavez and Mike Rotondo. And we are glad to be here today on our inaugural episode of the Cyber Rants podcast to go right along with the book that you know and love, Cyber Rants. Check it out on Amazon.com if you haven't already. It is awesome. And we're pretty cool ourselves, so we say. Well, we're cool. I don't know about you. Well, yeah. Two of the, two of the three people on the podcast today are cool. It's cool. Consider me Miles Davis. Oh! Well, Cyber Rants, what is Cyber Rants? For those people that don't know anything about it, that haven't read the book, haven't seen the stuff on social media or whatever, which we don't do a lot of social media. So if you did see something, congratulations, you're one of the few. Not a lot of time for that stuff, but Cyber Rants is all about building effective, proactive cybersecurity programs. Our podcast is for people both in, with and without technical backgrounds. So if you're a organizational leader and you have this burden of responsibility to build a cybersecurity program, don't have a background in it, you're in the right place. And if you love this stuff and listen to all kinds of cybersecurity podcasts and want a different angle at it, or a different look at it, you're also in the right place. You did it! Congratulations! Why, why don't we dive into some of the disconnects between the cybersecurity industry and the people that need it the most? I think we have a lot to talk about there. That's really a lot what a lot of the book is about. There's a lot of people that are just uh, unfortunately failing at the cybersecurity game, but they're not necessarily getting the right guidance either. Everybody's pushing different products and tools, pushing their own agendas. Hard to know what's what if you're not in the industry all the time. I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what cybersecurity actually is, and that's part of the problem. You know, I, you know, everybody's seen, you know, swordfish and the, the guy clapping his hands and, and, you know, the five monitors with the worm that crosses all five and he's, you know, writing this code and, and that's what, you know, or it's guys sitting in their basement, you know, hacking into things. Really part of the reason we wrote this was to educate the public on what cybersecurity really is. And that once they're educated on it, they will be better practitioners of it. And I think that's really, uh, you know, one of the benefits of the book. Um, and that's where the shortcoming comes. I, I think most people just think it's a plug in the right appliance um, and then they forget the rest of it. The, the training, the policies, the procedures. I just read something today um, about the, the firms that are most likely to get breached are those without a proper privacy policy. And the average firm shares their data with 730 different companies on a regular, on an annual basis. And, you know, if you don't have a proper third-party assessment process or onboarding for vendors, you, you're just exposing data all over the place. And that's where a lot of the risk comes in. So that's, that's my two cents on that. Cyber, 
so so there's no Halle Berry or John Travolta in cybersecurity is what you're telling me? Uh, not that I've come across, but you never know. Oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, I've just got to back the team up. You're telling me Swordfish isn't real? I, it is not a documentary as far as I know. Cybersecurity is really more like the Death Star. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I, yeah, you know, agree with Mike. And, you know, there's just a, there's a lot of, it's a lot of organizations that I think certainly have misinformation on, on how to, I guess, accurately implement a proactive cybersecurity program. And it's not just, you know, these onesie little things. And, you know, relating it to the Death Star is, is a perfect example because, you know, if the emperor, if he, if the Sith Lord, right, if he's, if he's a CEO of the company, then Darth Vader is his project manager. And if you remember the, I mean, he is, right? I mean, he is. He does not. Well, I just thought of a couple of specific project managers. That's when you brought that up. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's why I brought it up. I, I was hoping it, it ting a little sticker in your arm. Uh, and so they, they're not technical, right? Vader's not technical. I mean, you know, he can choke you, right, to a timeline. And that's what's important. Yeah. Not that he really knows what's going on. And I don't know if you remember the, I, gosh, you know, I should know if it was episode three or four where he shows up to the Death Star and it's, it's not put together yet. And he gets off his ship and they're like, greetings, Vader. And he's like, this, he's like, this battle station better be fully ready. The Emperor sent me here to make sure it's built on time. And they're like, he's like, I'll double the men and, you know, get things rolling. And it's, you know, the, their speed to market mentality is what caused the, their whole demise in the first place, you know, due to a, a, a vent shaft the size of a womp rat. You well, know? That, would, that would be a return to Jedi, sir. Was that Jedi? Oh, that was a Jedi, and it's uh, yes that that case of not being completed properly, and uh, the overconfidence of the Emperor slash CEO, and of course the furry little critters on the moon, which could be your employees. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that were the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got you got taken out by Ewoks, you got, yeah. and a handful of cowboys and cowgirls. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's relatable, you know, I mean, every, every organization wants, you know, to put their new widget on the web so that everybody can use it. And no one's looking at fundamental cybersecurity basics to, to, in the DevOps process or DevSecOps as they're calling it now. Right. And in that process on making sure that all of those security checks are being done prior to the, to the, to the push to deploy in production. And you're, you're really just setting yourself up for failure by not doing those things. Well, and, you know, the defense of, of all the, you know, leadership and people that don't have a background in cybersecurity out there, they're getting fed a lot of garbage from the industry, too. And we are uh, certainly going to make some, some enemies through the book and the podcast, and that's just fine. But we're making a lot of friends, too. You know, a lot of people, it's, they're hearing a refreshing message, and that is it's not just about buying more stuff, more tools, more dashboards. Um, more and more and more, you know, that's, I think, what uh, a lot of corporate leaders are just led to believe. It's like, if we want more effective cybersecurity, then we just got to allocate more and more and more budget. But there's so much waste in organizations. I mean, we talk with security professionals around the country every day, and, you know, almost unanimously, they're saying, I'm sick of being stuck in meetings six to eight hours a day. I'm not going to do the work I got in this business to do in the first place. I'm too busy navigating corporate politics uh, to actually achieve the, uh, the security posture objectives that I know we need to hit. And I mean, you guys know that how that goes firsthand. That's one of the reasons why we do what we do today. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
documenting, you know, <clears throat> the one piece of advice I'll give to security practitioners that are listening to this that are roadblocked by departmental politics is just document, document, document everything in emails and in, in white papers if you can. That way, when there is a failure, because you probably know it's coming, you're trying to make a change and you can't because of weird leadership things or budgetary issues, at least from a, from a consultant perspective, right? You've, you've recommended what is going to be best to, to resolve the risk, to reduce the risk, and you've documented that. So when they come back later, you can at least show them all the, all the it's going to make a difference. It might save your job, though, when you show them all the, all the documents that you had trying to explain to them why they needed to do this, and they still chose not to. Well, if you have enough white papers, you got the foundation for a book, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how, that's kind of how it happened, right? It happened, right? <laughs> yeah, do, do a lot of writing. I mean, that's, I know, Mike, you talk about that a lot. What's the most critical skill you could have as a cybersecurity practitioner? Writing. Documentation is the most underrated, but the most needed. To be honest, it's, it's really one of those things where you have to be able to do it. And uh, no one likes to do it. And no one wants to do it sitting in a cubicle. Um, but that's where it's incumbent upon management to, you know, work with your resources that, you know, find someone that does do some writing that does understand the process and give them the freedom to write when they're comfortable, not don't set up arbitrary deadlines, but you know, some of this has to be organically, you know, come out. You know, I, I, I do much better when I'm sitting at home and with a scotch and listening to Jimmy Buffett writing my documentation, as opposed to sitting, you know, trying to sit in a cube or an office or a hell, airport or, you know, I've written all over the place trains. Um, but you know, in a comfortable space, your documentation will be that more meaningful, that much more effective, and uh, will actually get produced a lot more quickly. Wasted away in vulnerabilities. All right, is that is that why you, you put those words in those documents? Now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to see what's going on out there. I mean, I think there's, um, relatively speaking, the cybersecurity industry is still a young industry, right? So it's still trying to figure itself out. There's a lot to learn. Um, luckily there's a lot of brilliant people in the industry, but, um, uh, it's been a, a little bit bastardized, um, by, you know, some of the investment groups and such that, um, create a lot of hype out of, I think sometimes the wrong things. Um, and when it really takes the boots on the ground practitioners and one of the problems that we have in this country is that we, you know, there, everybody's very quick to blame the shortage of cybersecurity professionals. Right. They're very, you know, they're, they're just not enough cybersecurity girls. And that's, that's absolutely true. Right. But in, but in a, in a battle or in a war, you, you know, like you've said it before, Mike, you, you fight with the army you have, not the one you want. And that's what we're faced with here in the United States, you know? And so I think we have to look at things a little bit differently. We can't just say, Oh, well, you know, we're, we're failing because of this, this, and this, let's look at how we can succeed. Um, you know, and that's a lot of what we talk about, uh, through the book, and we'll be continuing to talk about through these podcasts because uh, there are a lot of great things we can do. And a lot of times, what we see when working with clients, a whole bunch of different sectors, is that it's it's the fundamentals that they're missing, right? It's the basics. It's not the fancy stuff. It's not that they're you know short on the latest you know AI driven technology. It's it's more that they're just failing to even outline their basic processes, right? They don't have, they don't even, you know, necessarily have 
uh, things like, you know, regular, regular pen testing or scanning or anything like that to validate their, their efforts. And, and what we see a lot is that um, most business leadership outside the industry has still not been introduced in the mid-market and smaller organizations. It's not been introduced yet to the concept of cybersecurity frameworks like CIS controls or NIST 800-171 or NIST CSF or any of that. They instead, they're, they think of it as this kind of, um, you know, this kind of mythical world that exists out there in the ether. Well, it's really, it's really following a process. It's process driven or should be process driven. Um, but what's happening is we see, you know, people come in there, you know, they get a MSP or some, you know, IT person or something that says, oh, well, we're going to do this, this, and this, and that's cybersecurity, right? We're going to configure the firewalls and put antivirus on everybody's machines. Well, great, but that's not a cybersecurity program. And, and you know, it's really about defense in depth. It's not about, it's not about you know, individual tasks. And so, we'll, you know, we'll be talking about that a lot through the, uh, the rest of the uh, episodes, you know, as we continue moving forward, that's really the premise of, of all of this is what can we do with what we have today, you know, the resources that are out there and available, what can we do to make the most of those? Because that's what we have to do as a country, right? We don't have a choice but to make the most of the resources that we already have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like two things, right? If, if, if American cybersecurity was a football team, we'd be the Cleveland Browns. All right. And, um, we're just, you know, and, and also, you know, Mike's certainly, a got more Star Wars knowledge than I do. So thank you for the correction on the return of the Jedi. But, but I will say Zach, that in my opinion, security has been around since August 15th, 1983, because that is the time in which the Department of Defense put in the Trusted Computer System Evaluation Criteria, also known as the Rainbow Series. That was when the Orange Book came out that you know talked about basic level security stuff. So I think it's been around a long time. I think it's, I think it's it's one of those things where um, companies in the last ten years have just began to want to acknowledge it. Well, they haven't been forced to, which is part of the problem. And now with the you know the litigation potential and everything else, they. They kind of don't have a choice anymore, right? I mean, but I remember back in the early IT days when, when I was setting up networks and I was managing environments and, and you know, we had to do the whole thing ourselves and, and we didn't have anything called cybersecurity. We had barely any guidance, uh, even from the manufacturers of the OSs, where we basically had to build our own programs from scratch to figure out what was best, what wasn't, and, you know, um, but yeah, that orange book from 1983. I think you owe us a geek dollar for that one. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I've run out of geek dollars. But uh, no, I, I agree. I think that you know it, it was it was an organic thing, right? When you know, especially in the Department of Defense, you know, we we had a very specific criteria that we had to align to, and so it wasn't even a thought. It was this computer can't be plugged into the network until it meets these specific criteria that have to be tested and then signed off on. We call that certification and accreditation. And, you know, I mean, it's, it seems like a very, it, it's too stringent for most organizations to even pull off today, even being Fortune 100. Um, it's, it's like they're still not to that level of quality assurance, you know, for cybersecurity configurations prior to, prior to any deployment. And I just, I don't, I don't see any of the fancy tech now helping drive any of that. I mean, it, it sure is it going to, 
you know, is it going to stop spam from getting to your email gateway? Well, sh- well, sure. That's fantastic. But what about all the, I mean, are you investigating where the spam's coming from? Are you, are you looking at these? Are you trying to develop, you know, some form of lists to block that type of stuff? Or are you just relying on the technology to take care of it for you? So you can go on and drink coffee and play ping pong in the break room. I mean, there, there's a, there's a huge difference between using a, you know, plugging in a tool and letting it work and then actually using the tool effectively and, and to hundred percent of its capability so that you can get real data-driven metrics out of it that you understand. And you're always, you have to always, always, always be looking at that, that attack surface and trying to reduce the risk based on what changes you see from your telemetry. And sometimes that's, that's many times during the day. Um, hopefully it's, it's every couple of minutes, right. Where you're, you're getting this data and you can actually make actionable changes to the environment based on what you're seeing. And I just don't, I don't see any organization out there uh, that's, that's to that level of, of, I guess, completedness, right. Where, where they're, they're really looking at the whole process. Well, I think the problem too, is that, you know, they're getting information overload because they haven't been tuned properly. Right. So they generate these major logs and a ton of events. So what we came out of log aggregators, log aggregators, um, some of them that we've worked with in the past, generate a ton of events and a ton of data, which is also data overload. So you almost need a log aggregator for the log aggregator to find out what's really actually real. And we, you know, and at that point, you know, it becomes unmanageable. But I think you're, you're right on the fact that we don't have the necessary resources. They're not staffed properly. You know, no one's sitting there watching their log, aggregate, log aggregator console all day long and trying to understand the data. Um, you know, even in a sock, I think you get overloaded, um, you know, staffed with, you know, a ton of people because they got multiple clients and blah, blah, blah. So unless you have a captive sock that does nothing but watch log events and track them down and alert the appropriate people. Or, and- or, or even better, what, what I think is pretty hilarious is when the big VAR comes in and they install this, you know, intrusion detection mechanism, right? There's a lot of them out there and they hook it into your ticketing system via API. So, Every right. time it sees an event, it starts to create a ticket, and then you just you just watch in minutes how many hundreds and hundreds of tickets they're getting to investigate these events, and it's just like they're oh, yeah. they've they've assigned some intern just to delete tickets, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, hey, we're running low on time here. We have a lot to talk about over the next uh, many episodes, so why don't we just uh, cap it off with a you know let's each come up with our, our final rant for the day and uh, we'll close it out. Mikey, what's your, what's your rant of the day? What do you want to tell people? Make sure they know. I, I guess it's just make sure you establish it, your people properly and make sure you document everything you need to document. The documentation is the key. Uh, Cause you know, God forbid someone gets hit by a bus or, or wins a lottery and disappears on you the next day. You know, one of the things that I've seen is, is, you know, you come into these places with tools and, uh, you know, the guy that managed the tool is gone and the guy that backed him up is gone. And, you know, all of a sudden you've got no one to run this magic tool that you built your security practice around. So um, documentation is a, is, a, is a big key. How about you, Laurel? Well, I got two things. First, I'll just say if, if you're a leader and you hired smart people to do smart jobs, trust your people and listen to what they're telling you, because you're going to you're going to you're going to cause yourself a lot more pain if you don't trust the people that you hired. My other rant is about the documentation. And what I, what, I, what I despise seeing is organizations that have one IT guy. They've got one IT guy running the whole network and they're like, they don't wanna spend 
the money to get an extra IT guy and they have no idea the risk. And, and the truth is, is you need three because just like Mike said, one's going to get one's going to get fed up with your crap because you're not listening to what he's telling you, even though you hired him, he's a smart guy, he's going to leave. Then the next guy is going to get lucky and win the lottery, he's going to leave. Then the third guy is going to be left there by himself and he doesn't want to work there by himself because he doesn't have any idea what's going on. He didn't wasn't there long enough to be trained by the other two. So he's going to leave too. Now all this fancy dancy technology that you spent all this money in, in the last couple of years putting in, you've just thrown out the window because now you have to have a consulting firm come in or other people come in. And the, the first thing that, a, that a, a security architect or security engineer does when he comes in and he's the one person, he's the one security guy, he's going to look at all the stuff that they put in before him and he's going to go, well, I don't like this stuff. I want to put it, I want to put in this. And this works, this works better. And I'm, I'm more familiar with this. Um, and then you're going to be spending three times as much and you, none of your tools this whole time have been 100% mature. So think about that. Well, my rant is right along those lines. It's cybersecurity is about people. First and foremost, it's not about tools, technologies, anything like that. And we need to put more emphasis on that. So that's, we'll continue this discussion, but we will wrap it up for the day. Thank you for joining us. Rate us, comment. If you like us, great. If you don't like us, great. But let us know. And uh, also, cyberrants.com you can submit questions anything like that just visit our our site and uh, we uh, want to hear your feedback we will continue to put out uh, great information we got a lot of great stuff coming up so tune in next time and have a great rest of your uh, day